Hi, it's Eric from Bar Harbor Cellars Winery, located in Bar Harbor, Maine. Bar Harbor Cellars is a family-owned and operated winery for almost two decades. And we have a very simple philosophy. When you want to make great wine, use great fruit. Our method is to source the fruit of our wines based on the quality, not fashion. We work with independent growers throughout Europe and North America who practice safe and sustainable viticultural methods, allowing us to make wines across a wide spectrum. We're able to offer simple fruit wines with some delicate sweet notes, all the way up to big, bold varietal reds and crisp and delicious whites. Whether it's apples and blueberries from our backyard here in the state of Maine, or the delicate Pinot Noir grapes of Northern Italy, we truly enjoy crafting these delicious, interesting natural wines for you to enjoy. So when you're in Bar Harbor, please visit us at Bar Harbor Cellars. And if you need to, visit our website. Let us see if we can ship our wine to you. BarHarborCellars.com That's BarHarborCellars.com Select your favorite wine from our wine vault and we'll see about shipping it to you. And now, let's ship you over to the Premier Sports team on the Stereo app, the Phase 1 Sports crew. And to you, our guests, and to the Phase 1 team, we raise a glass and say salute. Hey, what's going on, people? We're waiting for my co-host. We're waiting for my co-host. We're waiting. Yo! Yo. Yo, what's good, my guy? Not much. Another day, another dollar. Another day, another penny. I hear you. I hear you. How you been, man? Good. No complaint. No taking everything one day at a time. Oh, yeah, really how about them Giants, huh? How about them Giants? You made sure that that, that you text me <laughs> and say that they won, huh? I I see you, I see you, bro. I see you. Well, hey, when it man, comes to divisional games, you know, I'm always gonna make my divisional opponents feel the pressure. We're not a good. I get team, it, man. I get it. Hey man, hey hey man. You know, I'm 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 not. You know what I'm saying? I'm not mad at it. You know what I'm saying? Because if it was mine, best believe. That oh, yeah. that chat would have felt me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we missed you. <laughs> we missed you on Sunday. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah, I was I was MI like <laughs> not, not only that I worked nights and I woke up after the game was over. Uh I only knew that we lost because you you text me because I just woken up. And uh and also, yeah, there we lost. But anyways, man, let's get to, to the show, man. Wel- welcome, welcome everybody to the Phase One Sports College Football Week Review, the Hangover Show, with your host Ill Intellectual, aka Wicked Assassin. With I told you, I told you the myth, the myth, the legend, right? And can we trust what's going to join us, right? Because we're going to break down what the hell happened to Penn State at Columbus, right? So let's get into, ooh, let's get into it, right? So, go ahead. Explain. Pretty much, Penn State is like what I thought Penn State was going to be. A 10-2 and team. 
team that's not going to be able to beat Ohio State or Michigan. Right. Um, they're always there, but they're not there. They finally got the five-star quarterback in Drew Aller. But it was like, in this game, this is for what you're supposed to do. It's like you go to the dealership and you get a Ferrari and you bring it back to the hood and you don't want to drive it in front of the hood. Like, you're just scared to show it off. Like, you don't want to rev up the engine. You don't want to show it off to the chicks. You're just driving it around, just doing normal. And that's what I felt like Franklin was doing with Aller. It's like, this is the guy, Sean Clifford. Uh, who else am I missing? A bunch of other guys in the past, but Sean Clifford was the latest guy that was at Penn State. You finally got the five-star guy that you wanted, and and you don't trust him. And then you got a two-headed monster and Singleton and um, – shoot, I keep forgetting the other kid's name. But you got Singleton and uh, – what's the other kid's name? I can't think of his name. But you got two-star running backs. It's like they just forgot how to play. And the defense is legit. The reason why Penn State was in that game was literally because of the defense. This, if this was any year to get Ohio State, it was going to be this year. New quarterback. I mean, they can't stop Marvin Harrison Jr. Well, who can? Like that is that literally the number two pick. Shout out to the city of Chicago because they're going to get their quarterback and wide receiver <laughs> in one draft. Ooh. But ooh, man. Yeah, that's. It's like I want to be mad, but it's like I can't be mad. Like, I've been a Penn State fan a whole life. Went to the school and everything, but it's just like it's to be expected. They're the third best team in the Big Ten behind Ohio State and Michigan. And it's like I'm getting more frustrated because with the additions of Washington and Oregon to the conference and USC, UCLA, they might be the fifth, sixth best team in the Big Ten in two years to come. It's like how are you going to be able to compete with the likes of Oregon, Washington, UCLA, those type of programs in the Big Ten? So it's like, I'm not mad. What I am, I should be mad because we're more of a New York New Year Six team and a playoff yeah. team. Hopefully, within the when the, when they change the playoffs and it's a 12 team format, it could potentially yeah. be a playoff team. But right now, we are what we are. A New Year Six bowl team and. Hey, that's when I can complain. Just upset because I wanted that win more than any other year. Maybe we get Michigan. Maybe we get back into the playoff picture. Maybe. And that's a big maybe if we could get Michigan. But the way Michigan's looked so far this year, they've beaten everybody by like 50. So we'll see. Now, now, let, let me go ahead and stop you. Now, there was recent reports that I would like to talk about later on the show that Michigan was not doing what they were supposed to do. That's why they look so dominant now. But continue, continue. I just like the audience to know that, like, <laughs> Michigan had some things that they, they weren't supposed to do, okay? <laughs> no, let's get into it. Let's get into it. The side thing, let's get into it. Because All right, let's, it, let's get into it. So. I've been, um, like, listening to the to the media all week about it, right? So I got mixed emotions about Fonsetta, right? Okay. Like, it's been done. We know about the Astros and the Yankees and, you know, they still in signs in baseball. You know, it's a, it's the New England Patriots. Patriots mm-hmm. with the play gate. Like, it's an unwritten rule not to do it. Oh, Spygate. But you can't be that. <laughs> if you're Michigan, you cannot be that stupid. Where you send a guy using his real name, buying tickets off StubHub and shit <laughs> to, to go still sign. Like that's that's a big no no. So the still a sign part, I'm not mad because that's just competitive advantage. Like do what you got to do to get the sign. And like somebody said on the radio, if you're that dumb to keep the same sign during the week, 
something's wrong with you, then you're just not good at college football. But to go scout, which is illegal, you can't go in person to go scout another team. That's an NCAA violation. But, you know, Michigan's trying to do what they got to do and try to be like, well, we didn't know about it. Of course they did. I don't know if that really gave them a competitive advantage over Ohio yeah. State, Penn State. Okay. That's right. So, like, yeah, I don't really think that. Oh, okay. I'm, 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 I'm just going to throw this out there, okay? So you remember uh, before Spygate how New England was just destroying teams. And I remember when Spygate came out, that was when uh, the Patriots were going for that uh, <laughs> illustrious 18 and no, right? I, I, I believe it was around that time, right? When Eric Mangini was hired as the Jets coach. And of course he was the offensive coordinator for the Patriots. So he knew how they moved and he was the whistleblower. Now, of course they went up being 17 and one got dethroned by the giants ironically that's where bill belichick won his first two two rings like sometimes in sport you can't make this shit up so apparently when the guy started to go to opponents games because he used to go to opponents that michigan was about to play right yeah you're supposed to change signs or whatever but you also don't know that somebody is at the 50 yard line stealing your signs football is complex enough for and for you to change signs week to week like i don't know what these guys are talking about like football is a complex sport yeah you have to hide everything but i don't believe they were just blatantly showing off their signs I believe because further report states that he had he had a ticket for each sideline on the same game. So no matter if he had it was him and another staffer and they were recording both teams um, signs. We don't know. We I, I don't I don't know that detail further, but I know that like when they start stealing signs, that's when Michigan started to be dominant because we do remember in the past when Jim Harbaugh was hired, they was trash before Jim Harbaugh was, was hired with the rich Rodriguez and um, the Brady Hoke. They were All trash. Right, this, is, this is where I got to stop you. Yes, they were trash okay. in the past. But okay. Michigan started to recruit better. You got a kid in J.J. McCarthy. The running back is pretty good. He recruit. They beat Ohio State. Yes. Is it ironic that, you know, we find out that they're still in signs and we related to dom uh, Michigan's recent dominance in, in college football? Yes, we're human. That's what we do. We compare and contrast. Dang. You know, Michigan wasn't this good a couple years ago under Rich Rye and the, uh, what's the famous coach from Michigan? Fuck, I always forget his name, but. Uh, Lloyd? Toward the, yeah, Lloyd Carr, toward the end of Lloyd Carr. Like, yeah, Michigan was trash. Yeah. But Michigan got better. They started recruiting. And that's how the game goes. Recruiting. I, I I really don't see the competitive advantage that Michigan would have. I mean, still in time. I don't I don't see. Because it's like what Dion said when they asked Dion about it. You still got to stop the play. Just because I know what you're running doesn't mean you're going to stop it. I can know you're about to run a sweep. But uh, is your linebacker better than my running back? Hell no. So that's what I well, I, I really don't. I, don't I will that. argue. I will argue that Michigan 
will win a bunch of games. Listen, for the past two seasons, they will win a bunch of games and go to the playoff and just have an underwhelming performance when yeah, they I lost disagree. to TCU. Bro, they lost to TCU, and we already know. I, like, I thought you meant this year. No, I'm, I meant last year. Re, and remember, oh, yeah, they, yeah. they dog walk Ohio State. I mean, they, 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 I physical I'm still mad at Ohio, Ohio State. State. Still mad at you know what I'm saying? Like, like, oh, I, I wasn't the better. They was nothing. up. <laughs> they was up they couldn't do nothing with that running back, bro. Man, that running back had, had a field day with them, right? But they went ahead to the college playoff and let TCU dog walk them, right? Yeah. It, 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 listen, yeah, get every competitive advantage that you can. That's the name of the game. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. I already know all the sayings, right? Yeah. But my thing is, that's how. That's when the product starts to suffer, right? If you're doing extra stuff and you're winning the games that you're supposed to win and we have you as a betting favorite, a, a, a against a Big 12 team that you didn't have a chance to scout or steal the signs, and you go ahead and play them, and they beat you. Then they play in a national championship game, and the playoff game was more exciting between Ohio State and Georgia than the actual national championship game. That's when the product on the field suffers. That's all I'm saying, because I was really trying, trying to see Michigan in Georgia, because last year Michigan was very dominant, physical, playing good football, playing the Jim Harbaugh football, which is f- physical. They and they wear you down, play and play action, and they went ahead and ha- had a. I don't think they would have got trashed. I don't think they would have been able to compete. I mean, yeah, Georgia. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I ain't even gonna hold you. You know what I'm saying? Georgia was pretty dominant. I mean, I that's why I, I was so three. mad at that kicker. You know what I'm saying? From Ohio State, like, why would you miss that kick, bro? Oh yeah, because you Ohio just State, robbed us. I, I wanted to see Ohio State, Michigan for the championship. Like, that's one of the Ooh. biggest rivals. It's not the biggest rival in the sport. That's what I was rooting for. Just because I'm Big Ten, I'm a Big Ten. That would have been fire. Uh-huh. Man, oh, I was that, national championship game. Woo, they been that would have been, been fire, bro. That would have been a fire game. You would have. It would have been crazy ratings. They would have had to put the game on Fox. Like you couldn't have played it on. Yeah, for real. They had to play it on Fox. Man, that would have been so fire. Ooh, yeah, man. That was. That's what I was fire. Rooting for. I was a. I love Georgia. I knew Georgia was probably gonna get to the chip, but I was like, Ohio State, Michigan. I was shocked. Man, Michigan lost. Man, anyways, well, let's move on. Hey man, what's wrong with USC and why can Caleb Williams beat Utah? What's up, man? Uh, it's not Caleb Williams. Talk to me, man. The defense. Utah, uh, USC's defense is trash. <laughs> it's like the worst. It should be the worst defense in college football. Caleb Williams is doing his thing. I mean, he had a bad game against uh, Notre Dame. Who did they played before you, Notre Dame. You know, yeah, Notre the, the kid, the kid is human. You know, he's the number one prospect, whatever, but he's going to make mistakes as college. Like, you know, you dominate for a little bit till you get a little bit of tape on you that you're not so good. But he just can't beat Utah. Utah got him last year in the Pac-12 championship, and they got him again this year. kind of already knew that they was going to get him again this year. It's just like really? – You're Caleb – Yeah. You, 
USC's defense is trash, and I knew that last year watching the Pac-12 game, uh, Pac-12 championship game on a Friday night. I said, oh, yeah, their defense is trash. And it's not going to get better because recruits don't – usually you don't get enough recruits to come in to change the defense. Like, you got to change the culture. So I don't know if they need a new D.C. I don't know what it is. You know, uh, Lincoln Riley's more of an offensive-minded coach, not a defensive-minded coach. They can put points up. They yeah, should have I, lost I, I to Colorado. Say, I was going to they say – They should have three losses. They should have. Easy, I, I mean, I was going. I was going to chime in re- real quick and just let you finish your point. Um, uh, for the audience, if you look at Oklahoma when Lincoln Riley was the coach, how that defense looked, and now look at o- 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 Oklahoma now, how their def- defense looks. I, I believe that Lincoln <laughs> Riley, he's going to have a high power offense, but his defense will suffer. So, yeah, go ahead and finish. But you defensive coordinators for that. Like, not to say, like, you got to be a defensive-minded head coach because you don't, but you got defensive-minded coordinators for that. You can go get the hottest defensive-minded guy and bring him to USC, but that's not the case. You can't always outscore everybody. It's not going to be 42-45 every every Sunday. You're going to have teams that are more physical than you, and Utah proved that Saturday night. Hey, we're more physical than you, and that's the problem with um, USC. I never thought they were a playoff team to begin with, I know a lot of people on our channel was hype about them being a playoff team because of Caleb Williams. I was like, Caleb Williams is going to be the number one pick. He's going to put up numbers. His statistics is going to be nice. But overall, USC as a team is not that good, especially on the defensive end. So not really surprised when it comes to USC, like I said with Penn State. Not really surprised with them either. So it's just one of those things where, hey, if I'm him, I'll get ready for the draft. I'm like, you don't even want to put yourself in harm's way. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to risk an injury that's that's gonna take you out and kind of uh, like stunt your your growth. But but I believe that Caleb Williams is such a gen- generational talent. Like stunt stunted growth won't happen. Well, I don't know. Like stuff happens, right? But that's why I wanted him in my professional team so bad. But and I know like which each week he just keep going away further and fur- further but this is not a, pro- a professional football show this is a college football show so let me go ahead and give you guys my play i believe there's 80 there's 60 to 80 plays in the game and sometimes or most of the times a game come down to three plays and the three plays that sticks out to me is when Caleb Williams ran into the end zone to bring him up 32 to 31. The the rough in the passer, the hands to the face that the defensive lineman put on um, Barnes uh, to, and to give him first down and a shorter field, and the Barnes uh, 26 yards run and to get him in field, field goal range. Those three plays stick in my head from that game, right? Um, and I preach about discipline, right? And going back to the Ohio State game, when they had a strip sack, fumble, recovery, and a touchdown. And it got called back because of that. A holding. A holding call. That and that's when the rubber meets the road, right? Like, all these guys are professional, or or 
are damn near pro and professional athletes there collegiate athletes that could have a high percentage to and to make it to the pros i know 30 percent of co collegiate at at athletes make it to the pros or 10 percent. i'm sorry like my uh numbers are skewed but these guys are high level at athletes right their edge is discipline and penn state defense was undisciplined so as usc's defense was undisciplined because they're going against teams that know them high ranked teams and teams that's supposed to be there they, they were placed there to beat them so what do you do so um caleb williams you lost you are zero three uh against utah um, I can make a case that Peyton Manning, when he was in Tennessee, he never beat Florida. So, you know, like sometimes some, some teams have, have a better day against you. Um, with that being said, let's move on to a game that I was really on the edge of my seat about. And um, Kason, I don't know if you were up for for that game because the East Coast it, it was probably one or two o'clock before that game ended. <laughs> it was the Arizona State versus Washington. Uh, Penix Jr. is in the lead for the Heisman. It, it's it's really between him and Kate Caleb for right now. It's it's between them two, right? Um, I I yeah, actually I watched in there. And, okay, don't let, don't make me say something crazy about both. I'm a little okay? man, and then and then uh, yeah. son. I put them. It's not a two man. It's a four man race. I mean, yeah, it's a four. Couple, but but at the end of the day, man, I I, I I'm gonna be honest. And Drake uh, May, the, even though Drake May they lost to Virginia, that was a horrible, horrible. I mean, Drake. Yeah, Drake May is a great NFL pro prospect, and who whoever gets him, they're gonna be a pretty good team for a long, long time with the right coach, right? Um, uh, Shador is coming back next year. So I don't, I'm not really putting a lot of stock on Shador yet. Um, Bo Nix, Bo Nix is balling. I, I'm, I, I guess I'm still kind of salty when they went against Georgia last, last season and they just shit the bed. I was like, what the hell, right? Um, but this year he, 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 even though he lost to Washington at, at a very close Which game, it wasn't last, his fault. It was not. No, it wasn't. For them to, everything for them to win that game. That was the kicker. So that's why I still got him in my Heisman list because they okay. did everything I mean, he can. If Caleb is still on on the list, why why not him? Right? Why not um, right, Exactly. Why I not him, and 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 that's fair. I I won't even hold you on that one. Like that's fair. Okay, I'll I'll. I'll put him in, but I believe Penix throws the prettiest ball as a left-hander. I haven't seen a pretty prettiest ball since Steve Young, right? Um, or Mark Brunel. You and you old come and Commanders fans will know how I feel about Mark Brunel. But um, further, uh, Arizona State was up seven to three in the fourth quarter. And they were driving to beat Washington and Seattle. But what is my famous phrase, Kason? Good teams Bad find teams. a way to lose. Yeah, good teams, Bad teams find a way to lose. We lose. Okay, so I mean, in that, it, like, it was on cue. Uh, I think his name is Borgay. 
he threw a pick six driving to it to score right he threw a pick six and the momentum swing and watched him end up winning 15 to 7 um uh as the famous Dennis Green line uh Washington <laughs> we thought <laughs> they were who we they thought, they, we were. thought they were <laughs> and they let them off, off the hood them. okay they, they they let him off the hook, and the last time that Washington did did lose as a ranked team was against Arizona State three seasons ago. So this was going to be like a re, repeat, but you know they were a bad team. They they were one four coming in, and uh, Washington was undefeated. Uh, Penix Jr. didn't really have the best game. Um, he. Um, he was 27 for 42, 275 yards and two interceptions, right? So it it it, it wasn't the best day, and I I will I will put this game solely on him if they were going to lose because you can't make mistakes like like that, especially a team that that came in with nothing to lose and you were the hunted. You you were not the hunter anymore. You were the hunted, and you you basically cower down as a leader, right? But again, like they made a mistake, a crucial mistake at the end of the game and end up losing. So did you have a chance to watch that game or at least the highlights? Did not watch that game. Uh saw a little bit of the highlights. Wasn't really surprised. Third track being for a reason. I still don't think Washington is as good as people advertise. I do like Michael Penix Jr. Uh, from my time watching him play at Indiana when he was in the Big Ten, and he beat my Nittany Lions COVID year, game one, and I still don't think it was a touchdown for anybody listening that cares. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that ball did not cross the plane. Uh, but nah, he's a really good kid. Like I, I like, like you said, left-handed. I think he's probably the fourth best quarterback in this class. Probably third if uh, Shador don't come out. Right. Um, but like I said, I think they're gonna get got eventually with this Pac-12 schedule. And shout out to the Pac-12, man. Shout out to the last year of existence. <laughs> hey, they going out with a bang with all these all these teams being competitive in the league. Even Oregon State is a real good team. Um, Washington State, State. Was competitive in that game. Yeah, Washington, Washington State. State UCLA. Yeah, hey. in that division. It's, it's like, now we're looking at this like, why y'all dismantling this league? Exactly. Money and Yo. rights. <laughs> I was like, damn. Yo, what, what, what happened? Like, bro, they were about to get, they're, they're about to be disbanded. And, and that's when they are like one of, I'm not going to lie. Top of college football right they now. are the best league that we got right <laughs> now. They are the best conference that we got right now. And it's not going to be existed. Like, I still think, did Stanford go to the ACC yet? I think Washington State does still have a home. Like, it's a two-team league. Yeah. So they yeah. might just force them to be independent. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I was just thinking that. Like, it's funny how this league is no longer going to be a part of college football in 2024. Hey, hey man. <laughs> that's why, and it's the best honestly, that's why I'm so excited for this season. Like, I'm watching every game, like, at the edge of my seat because there's not one cut. There's not one clear cut, you know, like, dominant team. Except, okay, Michigan is dominant, but who did Michigan really play, right? Ohio State played Notre Dame and Penn State. Michigan just played like Wisconsin 
Indiana, Purdue. Like, no, we need him against uh, e- either a top 10 team or a top 15 team to for and for us to judge him properly. But that's besides the, at the point. To me, there's no dominant team. And mark my words, Georgia will lose against Florida this Saturday. You like that? I'm picking that. Yeah. I'm not mad I'm at that. I'm picking that. Georgia, Georgia doesn't look that good. I might get on that with you. I haven't and really Florida play, and I think Florida beat Utah, if I'm not mistaken. They Florida beat Utah. Gets. Florida beat Tennessee. Florida just lost to they beat Tennessee? Uh, Kentucky. Yeah, they beat they Tennessee. Beat Tennessee. Oh, I must have missed that. I'm like, oh, I missed yeah, that. they beat Tennessee. They oh, beat shit. Tennessee. They they just lost to to Kentucky at a rubber That's match. That's why they not ranked. Because I was looking like, why they not ranked? Why is Florida unranked? Oh, they were ranked in, until they went up against at Kentucky. At Kentucky, Kentucky and Kentucky and then Kentucky. And Kentucky, Kentucky the you know what I'm saying? They fell disrespected because they were both undefeated, but you know one was ranked and one wasn't on rank. And I be- believe that Florida just ran in into a bus saw. And they were bound to to lose that game, right? Um, and uh, Georgia is missing one of the biggest, not one of the biggest, their biggest well, offensive biggest weapon. Yeah, and that tight end right, is gone. He's not coming back this Saturday against the world's greatest cookout, Georgia versus Florida. And I b- believe that's when Georgia is going to go down, Okay. So I'm I'm just gonna put it out there, right? Now the the last game I want us to talk about is Tennessee versus Alabama. Unfortunately, I was asleep for that game. When I woke woke up, I caught the last li- little bit of it. I watched the highlights, and my fair assessment, I like Joe Milton. I believe he he will be one of the top prospects when he come uh, come out, um, but the hype was too much. The hype was too much. That team is still young. Um, they they lost quite a bit of their play players to the draft last se- season, so it it's not the same ten- Tennessee team, right? But they went in into Tuscaloosa and was up twenty to six at halftime. And when they came out for the third quarter, Alabama proceeded to whoop on them and put up 28 points to zero. They outscored Tennessee 28 to zero in the second half. Jalen Monroe did his thing. I I believe, I mean, I don't know. Like, do you think Jalen Monroe is a... I think he's pro okay. quarterback. I don't think he's a pro quarterback. I think he's okay. Like that's the thing with Bama. Like when you have that much talent around you, you don't really need a pro guy. You need somebody that can sling the rock. And that's what they got. Tennessee is a disappointment, bro. They was up twenty six. Like I took them in the betting market, and I was like, okay, there's no way they lose this game. They're up twenty six. Oh, I got YouTube TV, so I'm flicking through because you can watch yes. four games on one screen. I'm yes. slowly watching Alabama come back, and I'm yeah. pissed. I'm pissed. I'm like, 
man, this is nothing but saving. Like, that's what you said. Good teams find a way to win. Bad teams find a way to lose. Find a way to lose. Tennessee, is, Tennessee is not a good team. Like, it's just as simple as that. They're not a good team. Like, they were just overhyped. The team, though, to watch out for is Florida State. The motherfuckers is real. They going okay, to the Florida playoffs. State. Florida State. Yeah, Florida is State. Real, 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 real. I watched them play Duke, and Duke was up big. And I was like, man, okay, yeah. like, man, maybe Florida. I was getting to that point. Like, maybe Florida State is overhyped. And then these niggas came out in the second half. And I said, oh, yeah, they the number four team in the country for a reason. And they yeah. came out and they started balling. So Florida State I mean, is on the radar. Yeah, Florida State is real. I mean, um, I, I I knew they were real when 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 they beat LSU for for the start of the season, um, when they they were down against Clemson at um, at Tallahassee, and they came back to to win that game. Uh, they buckled down, and they just started to actually run the table in the ACC. So. I believe in Florida State. So we are at the end of the show, nearing the at the end, and I'm just gonna go ahead and name off the at the games I I would like to review. Um, hopefully, you can come come back and bless us with your presence again, Kay. Uh, it is always welcome, man. I pre I, man, I appreciate you doing the show today. I usually do the show by myself, but the the couple of times you showed up, then and then PJ and Saeed show it showed like it it was a better product on the field. I mean, I can't take all the credit. I would like to spread the and the credit o- around and just for that man, I pre I, I appreciate you. But these are the three to four games I would like to talk about next week. So we have Florida State at Wake Forest. Okay. We have Georgia versus Florida at a neutral site in Jacksonville. Okay. We have we have um, UCLA versus Colorado, and the last game I would like to cover is, believe it or not, Tennessee versus Kentucky. So, again, Florida, Wake Forest, I mean, Florida State, Wake Forest, Georgia, Florida, Colorado, UCLA, Tennessee, Kentucky. That's for the slate next week. Come back, join us, let's talk some college football. We and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have a great time. But then again, thank you guys for joining us. I am your guy, Ill Intellectual. This is our guy, and K we and we trust. AK, what do you have to say to the people before we we go? Oh, uh, we are here, man. We're gonna bring more content. I know we didn't do a lot of NFL content this year. That's mainly because I'm in school, and the other guys. I told them that they could hop on. They don't need me to do the podcast with them. But unfortunately, they feel like I gotta be there, so. We got y'all. I'm I'm, I'm going to start doing more NFL content, man. But we'll get out here and give it y'all this college content. I got to upload all these episodes, but we will do that. I'm sorry. I was just trying to be consistent. You know, I was, I was, I was, nah, I was nah, trying nah, to give I the people something. 
I appreciate the consistency. For me, it's just I'm in school right now. So no, no, I, I get it. I, I was in school before, so I know like yeah, there's there's de- deadlines and papers and shit. Like that. So I will get them shows updated on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, make sure you know to check us out, and then like I said, we'll start doing more NFL content, NBA content because the season actually starts today too. Go Knicks, by the way. Um, but yeah, nah, we'll be back. We'll be back in full swing. Go Knicks, hey man. Hey man, before we go. I like the way that the Lakers looked last night, but I needed more from the supporting cast, man. And and it's weird to see Chris Paul and Steph Curry in the same backcourt. I actually I'm like sorry. that though. I don't like what I don't know, bro. I don't know. I, I'm like I'm used to seeing Steph Curry bring the ball, ball all up and him kind of uh, initiate the offense, but now with Chris Paul, yeah, I mean, he did facil- fa- facilitate, but we needed more scoring from him. Yeah, that, that, that's going to change, but stuff off the ball I like, play off the ball I like. Uh, CP's going to do his thing, passing and handling the rock. We're going to get a lot from Andrew Wiggins. I do think they, little, they need a little bit more depth. Um, coming off their bench, but I think they'll be fine. Phoenix looked pretty good, too, uh, with KD and Book. Um, Bills hurt, so we got to see how that's going to look. I like Houston Lurkins. I think that was a big pickup for them. Uh, it was. I'm curious to see how Boston's going to look tonight. I, I got them over the Knicks tonight. Um, addition to Porzingis and Drew Holiday, man. Right now, they're my early favorites in the East to come out. I do like Milwaukee a little bit, but to compete with that four-headed monster, injury is the only thing that's going to stop Boston. Yeah. They look really good in the preseason. Yeah. But uh, we if we do need to start talk, talking about scheduling some uh, NBA con- content too, man, because I'm all in for this season, man. I was a little off last season, but this season, man, I'm all in. So I I, I think definitely we need to start, you know what I'm saying, bring back our old our, our old crew back. I mean, you know, it used to be me and you, but then it kind of expanded. You know, you know what I'm saying? So I need <laughs> B in here. I need Saeed with, with, with his long wit, winded ass. I need PJ in here, and I need Biggie in here. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to get down with, with this NFL, college football, and NBA content for free, y'all, man. Um, I believe we are, we are the leading source content crew on stereo so nobody's better than in us shout shout out to sports on stereo and um what's his name um dan rod and and uh ron j yeah all all of them but nah man phase one crew got this thing man and we're 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 gonna keep on being consistent and bring y'all this good content man so tap in with us um, like I said, um, thank, thank, thank you guys for joining us. I believe that you can follow me on phase one underscore CFB underscore hangover show for any of your questions and suggestions and comments and even complaints. Roast me. I don't care. Tell me that I stuttered too much. Tell me I need to take some uh, some speech classes. Tell me I sound like Flacco on No Jumper. I don't care. Just as long as we have engagement 
that's all we care about. And we're 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 just gonna keep growing, growing, and we're moving. Until next time, see y'all next week. From me, my man Kason, we out of here. Peace. Peace and love, y'all.